What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Group Chat Roulette, a podcast where three childhood best friends bring their group chats to life. I'm Steve. I'm Ryan. I'm Eric. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the Enneagram. I feel like you've either know what this is and you want to know what other people's numbers are or you just have no idea what I just said. We're going to get into it a bit in our main segment, but it's really just a personality system that aims to reveal how emotions drive our lives and how we engage with others in an effort to get what we want and what we need. I'm excited. Also for today, no guests. I didn't, you know, I I had a great time with uh, Mark. Or should we go back to Matt and Brandon? You can go with Mark. I'm just, we're still suffering from that horrible audio. Yeah, I'm not going to miss that audio connection. That was quite terrible. But I did enjoy having his uh, takes on Christmas and then uh, Brandon with the chocolate bars. But now it's back to us. Just the uh, three best friends, you know, and the boys. The boys. To kick off this small talk segment, I know we had kind of written down some some topics, some topics that we discussed in our group chat this weekend, this past week, and even as uh, early as today, I wanted to bring up something that got brought up briefly because I think it's truly a uh, a momentum, like it's it's a great day in history. Today, you know, the first vaccination got applied to a person, an individual in the UK, a 90-year-old woman. Yeah. Yeah vaccine we have it it's starting it's it's a great great day Mm -hmm. i just felt super positive i don't know about you guys if you guys really read it about Mm -hmm. any articles about it or anything like that but to me it just gave me the positivity that i need as we head into this like deep dark winter yes i start my days with npr's up first great little 10 to 15 minute podcast to tell you all the global news um, they're also a sponsor of this podcast. Shout out to NPR. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the story. And they like played like the clap in the room. And it just literally got me so excited. And I'm like, I'm choosing positivity because I feel like with every kind of bit of news, it's like, well, you're not going to take that vaccine first, right? Or like, this is so rushed. And it's like, fuck it. I'm taking it. Inject me. Let's go. Let's go live our lives. I really love that uh, meme that's going around. That's like, if you chug jungle juice out of the basement of the 200 year old frat house with the asbestos, like you can take this fucking vaccine. I mean, Ryan hasn't. So Ryan maybe (laughs) can't take it, but no, I I'm all about the vaccines been getting the flu shot since I was born, buddy. I'm like you, because you just want that flu. I'm an Um, (laughs) anti-vaxxer. You know, it's, it's funny, like, I feel the exact same way. I'm very excited. Obviously, when the first news hit that, like, the UK had approved these vaccines, I was like, oh, well, you know, if they're going to approve it, obviously, we're going to approve these too. So we're a little bit behind, but, I mean, it's great news. There's a part of me that's, like, just so disappointed in society, though, that, that like, yeah, that this is what it's going to take, like, you know what I mean? Like we couldn't do the things we had to do to really like save lives and, and have some sense of normalcy. Normalcy. We had to like depend on the vaccine to come through. 
so like while i'm i'm obviously just as ecstatic i cannot wait to go back to some normal life um see you guys in person maybe inside a house um it's just like it's so disappointing like in our society that like we just depended on the vaccine we we couldn't just do the stuff we had to do so you know it was, I was actually going to ask my first question. I think you guys both answered it. You know, when it becomes available to us in particular, you're going to take it, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I looked at my, um, there was an article going around, like, what place in line are you to take the vaccine? Yeah. And if out of like 100 people, I'm at like 90 something yeah. <laughs> because I'm healthy and I'm young and I'm not a, you know, first responder or anything like that. So, I mean, rightfully so, nursing homes get it, first responders, all that kind of stuff, people with uh, pre-existing conditions. Um, so I'm like, by the time it gets to me, I don't know, a lot of people already have it. Yeah, so, so like, right. I've had to come to grips with that reality too, which is like, what, spring, they're saying, yeah. probably. But Hopefully. My, yeah, but in my mind, I'm like, a certain percentage of the population is already going to have it. It's going to be less prevalent because of that. So although I'm still going to be wearing a mask everywhere I go, like there's going to be less of that fear of contracting it because it's just not going to be. So it's and, good stuff. I, yeah. I mean, obviously I brought it up because it, it was applied for the first time in the UK, but I did listen to, and I'm kind of curious if you listen to this podcast too, in the bubble with uh, Andy Slavitt, Ryan, do you listen to it sometimes? I, I used to, I, I mean, I follow him on Twitter. So I, yeah, you, you listen Is to he, uh, like a media reporter. I don't know him. I feel like I I've know, heard like, the name. He's he, uh, Ryan actually like provided his contact information at the beginning of this pandemic. He's yeah, honestly, Steve, his cell phone number and, and house address his contact. <laughs> yeah, contact. So he's probably a liberal. Okay. He worked in the Obama administration. Uh, of course he did, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I will say, I mean, sometimes he gets into political stuff when he's like making fun of Trump, but he tries to keep it truly based off of, you know, the medicine and, and has medical, you know, advisors helping him. And he's just, he does a lot of the reporting himself. He kind of interviews, you know, these doctors himself. And to me, it's like, during this pandemic, he's been one of the best like sources of just accurate, real information. He'll keep it real. And I listened to his, uh, his podcast. I don't know if it came out yesterday or this morning, because I just want to understand like, well, what exactly does this mean? And like you said, like you're number 90 out of 100, but what does that mean? And like, what is the process? So it was just interesting to hear because he had, I think like the CVS, like distribution like chief officer on the line and basically you know the first couple phases healthcare professionals nursing homes and then um the one scary thing was after that cdc is like uh, providing a priority list that they're going to finalize on december 10th uh basically for the united states however each state has like the ability to adjust that priority list in their like own Mm, and it don't get political it it just reminded me of the whole reason the u.s is in this spot is because we couldn't have all 50 states agreeing on how to like handle things so that part scared me a little bit but you know they basically said the way this should work is by the end of january 
over 50 million conservatively. Like the, the one guy on the podcast said 80 million people in the US, which is one fourth of our population will be vaccinated by the end of the really? day, which I was like shocked. I thought it was like March, April, like you said, yeah. Ron. And don't get me wrong. Those are the people that need it. Probably we're not going to be part of that 80 million. But, you know, from that point forward, it depends on supply chain. And realistically, you know, by Memorial Day, it could be someone. Be secrets, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. We are going to party hardy. Just Imagine the first time you're in a bar again with like a dance floor and like sipping like that is going to be insane. Oh, I'm going to pour my drink on the floor and be like, I'm going to sip it. I'm immune. (laughs) immune. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be. Ryan's going to get drunk. Hey, if if I'm going to be celebrating with that 90 year old bitch and. (laughs) He'll grab some sour beers and say, let's drink, Granny. Yo. <laughs> some nice positive news to kick off this Amen. So uh, something to look forward to in the future. Now, I know we had a couple other topics that we discussed <clears throat> this past weekend, some depressing topics with football. So I'm, I'm not sure what direction you guys wanted to go in, but I'll start with that just because it, um, football makes our life go round and round. And <laughs> now we heard that Jalen Hurts is going to be starting for the Eagles and some I mean, of our football seasons except have ended. For, except for the beginning of the season where there was still hope. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking, I'm looking at Eric's corner because what I'm about to say is going to make him slip into a dark place. But next week is the most exciting – most excitement I've felt for football in weeks because Jalen Hurts <laughs> is starting – so even if they lose, like, it's just something different. I don't have to watch Wentz fuck up for the umpteenth time and waste hours of my life. And it's the fancy playoffs are starting. So, you know, if you're in them, which two of us are, um, you get that excitement too. But you still have yeah. to watch, Eric. It was a shitty fantasy football season. The Eagles have been the biggest disappointment since Andy's last season, maybe like I I guess maybe a chip year. Yeah. Like it's just been so bad to watch. And I keep thinking to myself, like I want him out. I want him out. And they name Jalen, the official starter today. And I'm like, I don't want this. I don't know. I'm just like, why are we going to go into a direction that we literally just can't go in? We can't pay a backup $34 million next year. Like, I don't know. We're just screwed. It Like, it hit me, like, just how screwed we are for the future. And it just sucks. So, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not thinking about football right now, even though I will watch Jalen. And I'm sure it'll be exciting. I'll get over it by Sunday. You're right, Eric, though. it's And Ryan, too. In the short term, it's finally excitement for this specific season. But in the long term, it makes you realize how fucked this franchise is. Obviously, for this year. Definitely for next year and probably for the year after that. And we in our lifetime as Eagles fans haven't really seen three down seasons in a row. And I like fear that that could be. Then again, you know, there's been seasons where it's just like when McNabb left or, you know, at the end of chip where I was just like, oh, we're going to be bad for like five years. And somehow we got a Super Bowl in the middle of that. Yeah. And I am thinking 
okay, maybe this scenario could play out where Jalen is good. Doug gets fired. And Carson comes back as our lead QB, and he's fostered back into a quarterback that's actually good by a new coach and, you know, new coaches. And Jalen gets traded away for something. But I'm like, I don't even know if that's possible. Has there been, I mean, put aside the money, has there been situations, and I'm sure there has, just none are really coming to mind at this very moment, where, like, this sort of thing happens that the young backup comes in and suddenly wins some games. And literally it's like, well, this is the guy we're sticking with. And I mean, I can't I think-, think with this kind of contract that Carson has, but let's say he beats the saints and let's say he wins another couple games to finish the season. Like, could you trade? And yeah, you have a ton of dead money but you're just going into full rebuild and Hertz is the guy and you trade Wentz and you have a ton of money that you burn, but. You I, have- thought, I, I thought you were going to phrase that question to answer your question. Yes. Like that, that definitely has happened before. Young guy comes in when someone's benched and he plays good. He ends up winning the job because they trade him or something like that. Like the four year, $128 million contract extension that Carson Wentz signed a year and a half ago kicks in next season. That's the craziest part. It's like, it's already the worst contract ever signed in NFL history and hasn't even started yet, which is like hilarious. The only way I was thinking, I thought you were actually going to phrase it. If Jalen plays well, is there a way kind of like what Eric just said that he would get traded and then you would, I don't see that as a realistic thing. Cause if he plays well, then we want him. Yeah. You can't play Wentz anymore in Philadelphia because like players are going to be, he's just going to have to sit on the bench as an overpaid backup and how he's going to have to figure out how to like spread out that debt. But okay. The locker room with a new coach, it changes. So that's my thinking. Like uh, Miss Nelly had a good point. He's like Doug and Carson can't exist like together next season. That just really doesn't fit. Totally agree. I mean, starting Carson, I guess. I hate to say this, but the best case scenario is Jalen Hurts is not terrible, but he's not good. And that basically shows you not all Carson Wentz's fault, Doug's fault and Howie's fault, right? So clean house, everyone, and you basically trade Hurts and you like try to repair Wentz. And that's the only way the franchise can be like somewhat right-sided in two years. But yeah. <laughs> all those scenarios is like disgusting. It's like we won the Super Bowl three years ago and now we're going to be following the GM and the head coach potentially. And, you know, other cities look at Philly like, oh, you guys are crazy. And I'm just like, you don't understand. Like this has been a massive debacle. But um, yeah. I know that's been a topic that we've discussed, obviously. Football sucks. Jeez, but uh, it was entertaining. I'll give it that. That yeah. at least they gave us a real sport because uh, basketball, even though it, it was just like these weird playoffs, baseball to me was weird. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Hockey, I barely followed. But like this was something that I actually followed. Red zone was still red zone. You know, yep. cheers to our boy, Scott Hansen, 200th Love episode. Scott. The true hero, like God, what a blessing that's, he is. That, that's a great way to end the segment to Scott Hansen because yes, and you were so right, Eric. Here's to that. 
every other sport was on and I was like, okay, this is better than nothing, but I was never excited. Football felt real still does. And yeah, well, hockey in the playoffs. I mean, when the flyers were in the playoffs, but I mean, it's still hockey, but exactly. I went to an Eagles game. That was actually a pretty cool game because literally no one was around us. I actually am around more people at Shoprite than I was at the Eagles. (laughs) I can't. Yeah. All right, boys. It's time to figure out what our personality traits are and why we do the things we do. An interview with a podcaster segment, but just through the results of an Enneagram. Eric, this has been uh, your little baby. Uh, You did most of the prep work for this. So I'm actually going to toss it to you to kind of introduce what we did over the past couple of days and, and I guess what the results could be. And then, uh, and then we'll go right into it and, and figure out what we are. Well, actually, Ryan brought this up a couple weeks ago, and he got interested in it. And I was cracking up because I've heard of this personality test so many times. And I think I've not been, I don't know, I don't trust these tests online because I feel like I just have a personality that can kind of flex into different things. So I don't like my responses. And I'm like, I could go really high on this or really low on this, depending on the scenario. So sometimes I don't really like these tests, but I've uh, taken it at work and I never remember my score. And Ryan mentioned it. I was like, you know what? This is a good idea. And I like taking it with people I really know because like, how well do you know some coworkers? Um, So yeah, an Enneagram, it's a newer kind of personality test and it actually defines nine personality types. Um, and it's Enya because that means nine in Greek. So Steve, you can say that um, next year when you're in Greece because you will be vaccinated. Um, and each type has its own set of strengths, weaknesses, opportunities for personal growth. And I think that's why it's mentioned a lot in like the job space because it's supposed to be like if you're a type, you know, two or three, this is how you should, you know, personally grow to understand yourself. Um, there's a bunch of free tests online and we took the truity.com one. It's probably the one that if you Google it, it'll come up the, the most and we'll put it in the show notes after this episode. So be sure to check that out. Everybody take it. Let us know, you know, what kind of type you are on Instagram. Yeah. I'd love to know what our friends are. Yeah, exactly. I think this is going to be a, a fun exercise so they should all take it. And, uh, our many listeners in, uh, the two countries that listen to us. Um, so I'm mean, assuming the U S and, uh, uh, did they ever tell us the two countries, what they are like that map wasn't obvious. Well, I've got a list. We'll go through it. All right. Well, everybody, you know, take the test. We love you guys. You're our fans. Um, but before we get into like what personality type Steve is, I am, Ryan is. Let's just quickly go over what the nine types are. So we'll start with one. So one is the perfectionist. Um, It's ones that place a lot of emphasis on following the rules and doing things correctly. Uh, Type two is the giver. Twos want to be liked and find ways that they can be helpful to others so that they can belong. Type three is the achiever. Threes want to be successful and admired by other people and are very conscious of their public image. Type four is the individualist. Fours want to be unique and to experience deep, authentic emotions. Type five is the investigator. Five seek understanding and knowledge and are more comfortable with data than other people. 
Type six is the skeptic. Sixes are preoccupied with security, seek safety, and like to be prepared for problems. Type seven is the enthusiast. Seven wants to have as much fun and adventure as possible and are easily bored. Two more. Type eight is the challenger. Eight sees themselves as strong and powerful and seek to stand up for what they believe in. And type nine, this is the last one, is the peacemaker. Nines like to go with the flow, let the people around them set the, set the agenda. So those are the nine types. Um, and before I pass it to Steve to begin, you know, we want to kind of guess what each of, uh, what each of the results are for each other. Um, the nine types are separated into heart types. They react with their emotions, head types. They react more with their minds, you know, their brains and body types. They react with more of their gut feeling. So, um, just so you know, the, uh, heart types are two, three, and four head types are five, six, and seven and body types are eight, nine, and one. So, Steve, you can take it away and we can begin the guessing. Brian, you will be first. Uh, and the twins, myself and Eric, will judge. So, Eric, you go first, actually. Yeah. Let me just take a peek at this list and and uh, and try to guess with Ryan. I, I think I have an idea of what he'll be, but I want to take one look, more look at it. Yeah. So, I was thinking about Ryan and... He's kind of a chameleon. He has a really good heart. And I think he thinks a little bit too much about things. So the head type. But when I think of him, sometimes I'm like, I think he really goes with his gut. Like, and he's just like, meh, I just felt it. And like, so I feel like he's a body type. So I was I, right away. I was like, let me look at the eight, nine and, and one. And then I think he's a type one perfectionist. Um, and if he's not, I think he's a high percentage of that. I think he goes with his gut, but he likes rules and like doing things correctly. So I really didn't look at what he's not like. Um, it's funny for the not like, yeah, I, I think he's the perfectionist. Type like I think number four, the individualist for all three of us is going to be pretty close to the bottom. I just, you know, I don't think we're really, we fall within that spectrum. I could be wrong. So that's who I would have said was the opposite of Ryan. I actually, I mean, your, your theory here and, and uh, your analysis actually makes sense, Eric, to go with the body, head, or, or heart. But since I'm now seeing that analysis, like right now, I, I was more, when you read it off, I just think of Ryan as a giver, and which is number two. And number six, what was it? What did you call number six? The skeptic. The skeptic is, you know, strongly identifies with a social group, organized and well-liked, good at managing finances, excellent team player. They're dedicated and responsible individuals who are keen on belonging to a social group and finding their fit in the world. I actually think he falls within that category as well. So I was thinking two and six were the top guys. Eric, just to recap, you were thinking one, um, one, Ryan. One of you is dead on and it's Steve. My two <laughs> highest matches were two and six. I 
knew from the moment I met you, buddy, you were going to be my best friend. Should we kick it? So what, what's your highest though? Okay. So my highest was two at 98%, the giver. Um, I was excited to do this because I've never done it before. At work, we did something called Strength Finder, which is a very similar thing to this. And I felt like the matches I got with that were very close, but I've always been skeptical. As much as I wanted to do this, I've been very skeptical. Like the skeptic. <laughs> yeah, like the skeptic, exactly. But I, I'm very skeptical of these things, similar to you, Eric. So when I took this like two weeks ago on my phone, I got a, some other match where I was like reading it and I'm like, I don't know, this, this doesn't feel like me. I feel like I'm actually more of a giver, which was my second in that one. But I retook it on the computer. I put a little bit more thought into it. And yes, the giver came up as my 98% match. And second to that was six, which is the skeptic at 94%. So some of the things under um, giver are, um, let's make sure I'm, so warm smile and eyes um approachable eh, excellent team player i feel like that's probably true caring and gentle nurturing and patient um and then so i i agree like i i really do think that two is probably like it makes sense to me that that would be my highest mm -hmm. one of the things that stood out to me so some of the stuff, some of the information it gives you is like at healthy levels, this is what a two is at average levels and at unhealthy levels. And I could go into like all different stuff where I agree and don't, but one of the things that really stood out to me was in the unhealthy levels. So the last line says, um, uh, and if uh, they'll wallow in despair and develop various forms of physical illness, aches, fevers, and nausea. Sarah, so <laughs> Sarah, if you find him on a blanket on the back porch. <laughs> what it really made me think of is like um, my anxieties that manifest as, um, as physical illness at times. Uh, and that like connected with me, like, you know, I've mentioned that like I went to see a therapist, not a therapist, but like a counselor to try to find ways to deal with the anxiety. And it wasn't so much the anxiety that I have occasionally that gets me. It's like the manifestation of those anxieties, which to me ends up being like aches and pains on my body that like, wow, I think are cancer. Like, cause I always jump to like the worst thing. And so reading this at unhealthy levels for givers, I was like, ding, ding, ding. <laughs> um, and then quickly going to the skeptic. Cause I do think there's some of this, that there's some that ties in with the giver too, but organize um, again, it talks about excellent team player belongs to a tight knit group of friends. You know, I'm doing a podcast with two of my buddies. <laughs> Um, clear communicator. I feel like I um, am always trying to like, especially at work, I like read the things that I'm writing 20 times. And I think about how it's going to be perceived by the, the recipient. And even when I'm talking in meetings, the way that I phrase things, I'm like, 
how is this going to be perceived? I need to like anticipate how I'm, how I am communicating and how it's going to be perceived by the people that I'm talking to. So I think the skeptic definitely, um, definitely is, makes sense. Yeah. I think that one almost like doubles down on the anxiety, you know, type emotion. Right. And it's weird that that one's called skeptic because I don't know, when you think of skeptic, you're just like, he's like looking at other people constantly, like thinking like, what are they up to? I don't know. Like to me, in the description, when I saw like preoccupied with security, seeking safety and liking to be prepared for our problems, you know, again, that just like described you, you're very prepared. You're, you, you want to make sure you're in the right place at the right time. I, I think we're all a little bit of that. And I'm yeah. sure Eric and I will kind of share that in the future. I'm kind of curious. What was your, did you say what your least one was? So it was interesting that you said four would be the least for all of us. That was my second least. Um, my least was five, the investigator, um, and it says five seek understanding and knowledge and are more comfortable with data than people. So I didn't really dig into too much about exactly what the investigator is, but, um, which one is that? Is that a gut or is that a, uh, I think that's like a mind. That's a head type. Head one. Think about that. Investigator, not data over other people. They're probably more of an analytical type. Honestly, it could be somebody else in this group. Um, <laughs> not me. I'm sure. sure there's a bunch of accountants that are investigators. But yeah, yeah. Well, I don't mean to harp on the neg- negative side of my numbers, but I just quickly looked at the, at the unhealthy levels within six too. <laughs> And it says sixes can develop overwhelming and debilitating anxiety from the illusion of constant danger. Uh, Ding, ding, ding. That's literally what I just said. Um, So I'm sure there's a lot of positives in these two. Um, You know, it talks about. Oh, yeah. Thoughtful. I'm looking at the giver. Empathetic, like, you know, all that kind of caring individuals. There's so many positives to that. So there's plenty. But. This goes back to anything, and this is why I'm very skeptical about a lot of tests, is because I can make this test however I want it. Because there's so much descriptors here that I can uh, be like, oh my God, this reads me perfectly. Yes, yes. But I do agree with them. I am surprised. Anything on type one? Was that any kind of Um, match? Let me look at one. One was 85 for me. So I mean, it was was still kind of high. And I think that that's a big part of it too. Um, Cause we'll share some similarities of the results, but like maybe your number two is really high and like, that's not like Steve's number two or something. So. Right, 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 right. So anyway, right. I, I generally think this, this aligns with how I feel about myself. Um, so I'll be interested to hear where you guys are. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy. I know Ryan, a lot I, better than Eric. <laughs> all right. Exactly. Now and I want to double down and now I want to try and do Steve next because I'm like, right. I should know my twin brother better. Do you want to go first guessing or do you want me to? You can go first. I have my type. So, I am in between two, but I, I have my type of the first one I thought of. I think. See, I, I think Steve is equal parts like, you know, we just went through the giver, Steve, a lot of this stuff is him too. He's empathetic. He's a good team player, but like, is that 
what I think of when I think of Steve initially. Is that primarily him? Is that, right. Is that the primary number I think he is? Maybe not. I'm sure two is ranked high for him. But the ones that I had down for him are um, three and one. So three is uh, the achiever. Um, and I'll just read the headline, which is they want to be successful and admired by people and are conscious of their public image. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the public image part for Steve. Uh, he doesn't so, like conflict. Oh, is that part of it too? Probably. If yeah. You're worried about your public image. And then Steve. one is the perfectionist. And like, let's be honest. All you got to do is look in Steve's refrigerator. I have never seen a refrigerator as pristine as Steve's. It he is. He married one too. She's oh, very yeah. clean and organized as well. Yeah. So I, I went with three and one. Uh, this is really tough because I can totally see three and one, the achiever and the perfectionist. So my first thought was the skeptic. I really thought that was Steve. Mm. And then he he reads a lot of these and I'm sure he's high in the perfectionist and the achiever as well. And then I'm like, he could be a really high peacemaker. So I'm between skeptic or peacemaker because peacemaker goes with the flow, which maybe is not totally him, but I think it could be a close one because he he definitely wants to make everybody happy yeah um but yeah i i don't know maybe this would be different back in the day i feel like he'd be more of a type one back in the day maybe he shifted to a type nine because he's afraid of life steve boys good guesses let me caveat my results uh quickly with when i first saw the pie chart that they showed i was like Am I all equal parts? Like, because all of the pies looked exactly the same. I don't know if you guys had the same initial reaction, which, you know, basically if you have like five or six, maybe above 70%, it's going to look like that, which. Wait, time out. Sorry, Steve. Uh, I, I just have to ask Ryan. So you were 98% the giver. What was your lowest percentage? I know you told us it was, um, I'm, you never told us the number. Oh, it was 46. Okay. Got it. I just wanted to see the variance. There yeah, yeah. Because maybe. Me and yeah. No, that is interesting. So pie chart threw me off. But then once I saw the numbers, I was like, okay, let me organize this by, you know, these are my top two. And then um, kind of fell in second and third tiers. And then there was definitely one that was, you know, 39%, which I'll get to in a second. Wow. Things that I observed uh, during the test that I just found funny. Um, you know, I love how these personality tests they ask the same questions probably seven different times, just read oh, yeah. things by like three different words, which yes. I get it. They're just trying to like pinpoint like. And what's, what's the one that you are specifically thinking of? Cause I'm thinking of one that I stood out to me as them asking like four times. Is like, there do one you need to be liked or something? I just feel like at least for that, okay. it just like was repeated seven times. I don't know. I felt like there was, they kept asking about like security and like <laughs> that was going to be this, the other one. Yeah. I said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that there was one question that I jotted down because I thought it was funny or two questions. I always finish my chores. <laughs> yes. That's a weird question. I'm not a little kid, but then I was like, well, I do keep a post-it note with my to-dos and I do complete them very efficiently. <laughs> so I was like, this is extremely accurate. Yes. Um, and then the last one that I wrote down that I thought was funny was, 
I make alliances with people who help me stay safe and secure, which I'm sure now thinking about it would like, you know, put you up on number six, like Ryan. But when I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I make alliances, you know, when I play big brother, the game. And I was like, wait, this is not exactly <laughs> that's So I was like, this is very accurate because I need to be safe and secure in a game. But I was like, no, in real life, you know, I, I pretty much just figure out things myself. I don't need people to do that for me. So I don't really, you know, so that probably uh, put me down on six. But you probably make safe and secure decisions like. I say it EY because I'm in with the partner well. I, I think you're right. So I'll start with number six was, I think, fourth for me at like 83%. Um, and then your other- so that's, a, that's the skeptic. That's the skeptic. Uh, sorry, 80%. And then number nine, I think you said I would be the peacemaker, which I do agree. If you asked me like six years ago, I think I, I wouldn't. I would have this ranked uh, lower, but this was actually 84%, which was third. Um, so sorry, Eric, wrong again. Ryan, I'm a, I'm a three and a one, like you said. <laughs> yes. You're a three so, and then one? Three, I had 98% as a three, which is the achiever, um, which is someone who you know strives to be successful, admired by others, public image. I think you hit it. The way they phrase the questions, you know, I don't like to like, you know, argue with other people. I want to, I, I don't, I don't feel like I need to, uh, you know, be admired by other people. I think that's a strong word, but maybe the way I answered the certain questions kind of yielded that response. Um, so basically I am the achiever and then 91% was number one, which is the perfectionist, which when I looked at the descriptions originally, I kind of said, okay, that kind of, you know, principled, self-controlled, um, you know, it, it just reminds me of uh, a tight ass, which could be described as Rigidity and plans and decisions. <laughs> Steve, oh. serious question though. Like we should have a conversation about kicking Eric out and just having this be you and me. I think Eric is overthinking the personality. And I think he was had the right direction for all of us. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm clearly a three and a one. I thought it was going to be pretty easy. Which says a lot about how we're going to have to choose for Eric. But uh, well, maybe it's perception. Maybe I'm just perceiving you guys wrong. My own fucking well, brother. At least you think I'm a peacemaker. I love this. Um, so I'm, I'm on the Achiever page. Have you found your page? I love it. It says Achievers have a particular taste for the nice things in life. <laughs> yeah, this guy can afford it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> And my last one, which I kind of teased in the first uh, segment, was number four, the individualist. I'm yeah. 100%. Is that sad that, like, we're not individuals? <laughs> but, like, it's to me, that that's, like, overly emotional. I don't know. Yeah, that's the more emotional one, right? Yeah, so it's overly emo- it's dramatic. It's, it's a little bit self-absorbed, sensitive. Those were the des- descriptions within that one, and... I don't know. It just doesn't really describe any of us. Um, maybe that's why we have a podcast because we're not individuals who have talents. Um, do, but- you, do you find that you have a healthy, you have an ideal work-life balance and you understand how to relax? Cause that'd be at the healthy level of perfectionist. 
Uh, or maybe a notch or two below that. It's funny because everyone will look at my job and be like, oh, he doesn't have a work-life balance. He works like a dog. But I feel like I actually like have figured out ways to just it's like- Flexible. Yes, exactly. Be flexible. And I think if you ask me in like five years from now, when I potentially have kids and my wife's no longer in school, like kind of like studying every night, that's when, if I'm still at this job, uh, I'll probably be on the number six side because I'll be anxious every day. (laughs) With a natural charisma and knack for recognizing the potential for their brilliant ideas, achievers succeed in the workplace and beyond. That's you at your healthy level. Yeah. They're driven, kind, and willing to lend a helping hand. Now, I love this line at the unhealthy levels. <laughs> Eventually, an achiever may choose to reject their sense of self and may develop intense mood swings. <laughs> Many achievers report feeling like a hollow shell after years of curating an image of who they'd like to be. This can lead to major shifts in career, relationship, or lifestyle. At their worst, they backstab ruthlessly and destroy <laughs> others' reputations solely for their own benefit. Now, that yeah, last line not. seems more me, but... <laughs> <laughs> I would never... The last line is just so out of my character. I would never do that. But I do always, like, say, and, and everyone looks at me as, like, oh, you're taking the safe choice. But, like, in that five-year, like, scenario, I could just truly see myself changing careers and just doing something different because... There's definitely times where I'm just like, what the hell am I doing with my life? Like, I'm sure we ask ourselves every day, but. All right. Guess away, folks. What do you think? Okay. You want to go first, Ryan? You want me to go? No, you go for it. All right. So let's see. Eric Diego Vernacchio. I mean, I think I'm going to go with my gut instinct and I'm not going to tease it. Like I, you know, like I, I love doing here, but. When I took it and I saw my result of like 98% as type three, I just, I saw achiever. I saw what it described, um, you know, adaptable, you know, wanting to achieve, wanting to be a good leader. And just like Eric is at his job and outside of his job is like a very good leader, leader. So I just assumed he's going to be type three, just like me, which of course twins, we definitely have different personalities, but for some reason I definitely thought, he would be number one for type three. Um, I didn't really think about a second one. I mean, Eric definitely has, he's not an, I was going to say he's not an anxious person, but he definitely can be anxious. I don't think he's necessarily a peacemaker. So I don't think number nine will be up there. Um, And he could be the challenger, which is like a little bit more powerful and self-confident and decisive. Um, but then again, is he really confrontational? Like maybe a Brandon Comer is. Um, so I'm just going to stop there because I'm, I'm rambling a bit and throw it to you, Ryan. I do think number three is number one, uh, is first for him. As you speak, I'm going to try to think what I think is like maybe second for him. Go ahead. All right. So Steve thinks I am the achiever like himself. I also had achiever, but I think the second one is really obvious to me. And I think it's giver. I think Eric is a very generous person. He does have his share of anxieties. He may not be as open about them, but he's got them. I know they're buried down there. Um, <laughs> but I totally agree with Steve about three. And honestly, I think we mentioned this before, like in Eric's interview podcast, like 
one of the first things I think about Eric is how generous he is. So I think three and two. Bangladesh, 98%. Um, Type two. Um, And like, let's be real. I just read it and I was like, yep. Mm -hmm. Empathetic. Yep. Emotional intimacy. Yep. Mm -hmm. At my best, I think I can be there for somebody in a different way than Ryan, but like in a laughter way. And like one line that struck out to me is like, if people feel a little bit lost or like uneasy in a room, like I am usually there to like smile and like say something stupid to help them out. And that's me at my best. It stuck out to you because if it struck out to you, you, you probably don't agree with it. I'm not a head type. So shut the fuck up. I'm a heart type. And at my unhealthy level, oh, yeah, I will fall into self-despairing criticism. And I will take apart your faults. I mean, <laughs> Mark well, Tomasini's manipulative side. It, that part stuck out to Literally. me so much. Like, Mark Toma, Tomasini has gotten the wrath of this. If you're going to be my best friend, if you're going to be my number one, the attention needs to be on me. And if it's not, then you will suffer and you will be taken out of our friend group for a few months wait it's a, so giver actually has like manipulative in there at, yeah. at your worst at your worst oh, okay. it says finally they unleash their manipulative side and mindlessly blame other people for their <laughs> suffering and misery yeah i can't believe i didn't get this right yeah givers this- base their right, self-worth yeah. on the opinions of those they've helped and if they've received criticism they wallow in despair and develop this is where now, develop various forms of physical illness. Ryan, you're so right. You definitely think things are massively wrong with you. I think I uh, honestly just feel like very stomach uneasy. Like if I'm like, honestly, the pandemic, I was talking to Tomo about this, actually. I'm such a social person and I feel like weird. Like I have, am I not funny anymore? Like I've said to Dana, I'm like just saying stupid shit to her in the house. And she's like, not laughing. And I'm like, am I not funny anymore? Am I not funny anymore? <laughs> and she's like, so leave funny, me alone. But like, I need some of that Eric spray on me. Like coming out of your mouth, like a good gleek on me. Like I need to be standing close enough to you to get gleeked on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Really get your funniness. <laughs> but okay. So. I will go into some of the ones that I'm similar to, but my least, so that was 98%. My least is, or do you want me to go similar? No, I want to know the other top one. Okay. The other top one was Peacemaker, which I am kind of surprised at. Wow. Um, So that's type nine. Um, That was your second one, Steve, or or high up there? I know I guessed that one for you. No, it wasn't. It, It was like fourth, I believe, third or fourth. Let me check. I think it's because I'm definitely more of a peacemaker at work. Um, Third, yeah. I am like, let's just do what we need to get done. I, I don't care what the agenda, I don't care what it is. Like, I don't even care if it's your idea or my idea. Let's just get it done. Yeah. So I think I'm definitely a big, it's a big piece of me, but maybe not as much in my personal but, life. But I'm reading some of these core values for the peacemaker. And like, these sound like like you, I would say, um, peacemakers believe in the power of forgiveness and acceptance. Like, I, I think that is you. Um, 
they are they aim to be the glue that holds the entire group together whether they're with family friends or colleagues that sounds like you see that is true ryan but then um a co-worker told me her husband is the peacemaker right and he is the epitome of this like he goes with the flow okay. he's just a nice guy like a nice quiet guy and i just don't think i'm I can be that person. And that's why I think these tests are messed up because I think I'm more of that person at work. How about- um, so that, that was 90% and 87% was um, type seven, which is the enthusiast, which I think is somewhat correct. I mean, this person yeah. wants to just do stuff. I think I'm always up for a good time and I probably can get kind of bored and maybe then criticize the activity that I'm doing because it's too boring. <laughs> like on its face, I was like, oh, the enthusiast, like that sounds like something Eric would be. And then I sort yeah. of dug in and I was like, eh, I don't know if this is really. I think I thrive to be more enthusiastic. So maybe my testing results were on like, I want to be more of that person. That's just like, you know, whimsical and free spirited. I wish I was that. So I didn't have as much anxiety. So maybe I, answer those questions that type. maybe what it is is that someone who is an acquaintance with you someone who maybe like one of dana's friends that comes over that's like not really your friend but you're like and you know it's your wife's friend and they see this fun energetic eric and that's the only eric they see they might say you're the enthusiast because that is you at times i definitely think different people would say such different things. Mm-hmm. And I actually asked my coworker and she was like, Oh, you're, you're type two. So she knew literally right away. And I was like, okay, um, I guess so. <laughs> and she was right. Um, but my lowest is the skeptic at 44%, um, which I found so funny. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, me and Ryan are alike. But then I think that's where personalities differ. Um, you know, the ones that are near. So it's like weird that I'm least like the skeptic. And I think like, you know, even though the, I want to be like the enthusiast, like the head types to me, I don't know. I'm just not about that life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to look at what they, what they do. They, uh, sixes are caring generous and thoughtful team players i mean i guess i am but i don't know i'm just least like the skeptic but so i guess in in wrapping this up having now done it because i've never done it before eric it sounds like you probably have steve i don't think you have Not this what are your one. thoughts like do you think this is a legitimate like are, are you learning anything about yourself going to make some sort of change in your life does this just (laughs) firm how you already felt about yourself or one of the other ones like how do you guys feel about this i think it confirms that like every personality type is really great when you're at your best self so it's like just try to be that way (laughs) because you know you're going to just stop everything that makes you you and that makes you great is going to be like really really shitty if you're uh, just fucking things up, Steve, I think, I think, you know, and, and Ryan, I love how you kind of went to this when you first spoke um, about your uh, 
personality numbers, you should look at your highest personality number and that unhealthy level and like really try to talk it out with yourself and say, do I ever get to that? And if I do, let's figure out ways to like, make sure I don't get there. I think that could be like the best case of like self-reflection in this exercise. I'm like personally kind of reading through the unhealthy levels of the one I scored highest. And, you know, at the end of the day, you should probably are not going to see many surprises of what you agree with. But I think that unhealthy like paragraph has been something that we've constantly went back to. And you do learn a, a, a lot of things about that. Which I think yeah. Is- I mean, I think reading mine, I'm like, well, and having just heard that Eric is also top is the giver. It's like, you're not the only one dealing with the unhealthy levels of the personality type you are like, so there's some comfort to that. The other thing I would say is, I think there's a lot of truth to what Eric said, where it's like, you put up enough descriptors on any of these, and you're going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I align with some of that. So I think it's an interesting concept. It's an interesting, fun thing to do for free. But there's people that I know, like on Instagram that are like, I'm an eight, like they're posting about like, Oh yeah. I'm an eight. I, I, like, it's no wonder I'm doing this thing. I'm an eight. And it's like, yeah. I would never be like that. That's like, when people say, well, I'm a cancer. I'm a Leo. Like, right. That, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, of course I respond. Shut the fuck up. Like there's a great meme. I think, uh, the fat Jewish has it. It's like, no care. You're, you're a bitch. Not cause you're a cancer. You're just like a bitch or something <laughs> just- like that. <laughs> like it's just, so that's why I'm like, all right, the giver does make sense. I think in some ways, but like, I'm definitely not perfect. And yeah, the unhealthy levels are probably more so. So it's always like, just be the best version. Just be the best version of you. Are we a motivational podcast? <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah. To, to really just wrap up this episode now. Eric, I think you have some to do's. You're going to post some uh, episode notes, right? And I think we'll... I'm not the producer. Oh, okay. Sure Sorry about there, that. But Eric's going to have some Instagrams, maybe. Yes, yes. I need to get your pie charts. Uh, listeners, we will be posting on Instagram. I will not spoil it. This episode will be out Wednesday, December 9th. Yes. And I will post it on Thursday or Friday. I know our listeners are very keen to listening same day. Um, take the test. We want to know what you got. Comment on the Instagram. Let us know. I like it. I can't wait to see what everyone gets. Guys, this was a lot of fun. Great episode. I'll see you next week. We got the vaccine coming, boys. Vaccine next week. Hey! Bangladesh.